three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Real View Podcast with your host, Blaine Ward. I'm back. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. This time, we have a bit of an intervention going on. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, here, my guest today, my buddy Johnny. He's been on an episode before. Johnny, how are you, man? Pretty good. It's glad to be back. So, Johnny, why don't you explain this intervention that we're going to have today for myself? So, this intervention is... You're not a fan of Ryan Reynolds. No. And I'm a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. So we're going to try to fix this and mm. make you love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so we're going to go through his whole career, his ups, his downs, everything in between from waiting to free guy. You oh, know, yeah. Earliest career, late career. Now, if you listen to our podcast before when I was on here, um, you may be wondering whose balls did I have to find at Universal to get off our backs. That's true. That's I true. I can't tell you his name. It rhymes with Pulverine. Mm, um, mm, mm. They also made me sign an agreement to not roast cats in any shape or form and to talk lightly about RIPD. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Universal, you know, they struck us down last time. They will not strike again. I'll make that for certain. Um, and if they do, then you'll never hear the end of it. Um, all right. So let's let's start off. Let's start off lightly. What what do you like about Ryan Reynolds? Like what why why why? <laughs> so I'm a very sarcastic person. So I love his sarcasm, his charm. I love the energy he brings to each movie. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know what he's gonna say. Um, I definitely think. And this is a hot take. I think he should only be allowed to go on rated R movies. Mm-hmm. Um, PG-13 comedies, you can definitely tell how limited he is. And he doesn't go as far with his jokes. So I think he gets handcuffed with that PG-13 rating. And we'll go into it. Like, if you compare his early comedies to now, it's like it's total opposite spectrums. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I'll i give Ryan Reynolds. Like, I, I don't. I don't hate the guy. Um, I just feel like <laughs> most of the time he's just kind of trapped playing the same character. Now, when it works well, he's very charismatic. He's funny. You know, he's very charming. But other cases, I feel like sometimes they let him go a little too loose with the quips. And I'm like, all right, just calm it down. Just calm it down. But I don't know. So this thought experiment in the past week or so, I've tried binging as many Ryan Reynolds movies that I haven't seen that everyone tells me are supposedly really good. Uh, I did not get to all of them because I had midterms. However, I watched most of them and I feel like that should be enough. Um, but, you know, who knows? If uh, Blade Trinity is really the apex of his career, then uh, I guess I'm... <laughs> all right. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. You know, looking through his filmography here, there's not really any big one up until National Lampoon's Van Wilder, uh, 2002, directed by Walt Becker. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds plays Van Wilder, who's kind of uh, attending college for too many years, and his father kind of stops his tuition fees. So Van's got to come up with the money to see if he wants to stay in college. Um, Jonathan, where do you stand on uh, Van Wilder? Do you like Van Wilder? I did. I really liked that one. It was kind of interesting to see that he, Ryan Reynolds always had it, 
and his, even in his early career. Now, he's obviously improved, but you could definitely tell he had it in Von Wilder. He definitely got a little bit more mature throughout his career because it's not like those frat party jokes that he makes in Van Wilder. Yeah, I mean, this definitely feels the most, like, childish out of them, but I, I, guess, I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing. This is a very, like, uh, you know, standard college comedy movie um yeah it's you know it's on the same tier as like american pie like that kind of comedy right very kind of raunchy i will say there were a few sequences in this that like i had to look away um and you know it just goes to show that they were really doing things differently in the early 2000s with their comedy (laughs) um I, i won't say anything but i'll say the dog and that's where i'll leave it um but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I will say in this, in, when we're looking at this through the lens of Ryan Reynolds' career, it's actually interesting. I thought a lot of his quirks and tendencies were like Deadpool. Like Deadpool was like where he got them all from. But it's very clear that like this is what he got all of his like trademarks from. It's like a, kind of an origin story for kind of his, uh, I don't know, like his skill set as an actor, you know? Yeah, it was definitely funny um, when there were rumors for him to be Deadpool. Everyone's like, it's the same person. Yeah, right. You know, he was, and Deadpool even made like a joke if you played like the video game that he sounded like Ryan Reynolds and everyone just made that connection was like, oh, he has to be pulling the movie now. Right, exactly. Um, A few quick things that I will highlight. Uh, Cal Penn. As a battle and a man, I thought it was really funny. Um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad makes a cameo in this movie. And I was like, shocked. Yeah. you know, he's like a stoner type character. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an origin story for Jesse. Um, but I don't know. Like, this didn't do a ton for me personally. But I, I my, my comedy sense is very skewed. Uh I, I thought there were moments that worked. There were some jokes that were funny here and there. I mean, it sets out, it accomplishes what it sets out to do, and I respect that. But I don't know. It felt a little too crude for my liking. I was there were a few jokes where I was like, oh my god, like they went there. But I mean, that's to be commended, but it didn't really do it for me. I don't know. Right. It's kind of it's kind of curious to see how you say that he's stereotyped, and then I feel like it's changed. Like in the beginning of his early career, he was doing these kind of like light comedy like romantic comedy movies yeah and now he's just going into more like action cop or something where he can just be super sarcastic and that's true that's true um okay so looking at the list the next like big thing that comes up he had a cameo and harold and kumar go to white castle i have not seen this movie have you seen this movie i have not okay moving Uh, on (laughs) yeah moving on i've heard Um, it's funny i haven't seen it I've heard it's funny, but I was like, through this podcast, I stayed away from, like, cameos. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to watch a whole movie for 30 seconds. Right. Yeah, you got to stick to the got to stick to the main attraction. Um, All right. So as I joked before, he's in Blade Trinity. I've not seen Blade Trinity, but I've heard that it's the worst of the three Blade movies. It's okay. not good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, Brian Reynolds, he's not saving that one. Yeah. And... There's a lot of movies he's in where it's like, if he was just out, this whole movie is just a train wreck, like a dumpster fire. Right, right. Yeah. And we'll I... get to those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at you, Green Lantern. We're I'm moving. looking at you. We're moving. We're moving. Um, okay, apparently, he was in the Amityville like the next big... Horror yeah. in 2005. 
This is like a horror movie where he's like the main character. I haven't seen it. Have you seen this? Yeah, uh, I have seen it. Okay, it was well, a quite a change of pace because I um, did not watch this one until after seeing like some of his other ones. Okay. And I was like, oh, he's in a horror movie. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Uh, I liked it. I don't know how it kind of stacks with like the other ones. So maybe it's bad if you, you know, seen the 20 other amenity horrorvilles. Yeah, there's like 30 I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how it stacks up compared to the other ones in the franchise. I've only seen that one, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Um, okay. Next on the list is, all right. I, I've, I've seen this one. Uh, so this is Waiting. This came out in 2005, directed by Rob McKittrick. Uh, and this basically, it's kind of like what if Clerks was in a restaurant? It's just kind of the an average day of uh, the life of a bunch of restaurant employees and workers and kind of their interactions with each other. I thought this was pretty amusing. I didn't love it, but I, I, I do think, I, I, I think the authenticity of like what it's like to be a waiter and like a server and a cook at a restaurant. I found that authentic and I like that stuff. And there were some funny jokes um, in this. Where do you stand on waiting? I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Now, I have been a server. I have been a bartender um, at the movie theater. Right. Um, so a lot of these situations that pop up in this movie happens in real life. So yeah. I had a huge connection to this one. So I was like, yeah, I wish I could, you know, spit in this guy's food. <laughs> like right. I've had people where it's like uh, the food's cold, you take it back and then you immediately, you know, bring it right back. Um, at a theater, I had someone complain about like they didn't think the Coke or Pepsi uh, tasted flat. And I was like, we literally just changed it. Literally just dumped the cup out refill it with the same pepsi like you know new from the machine and then go back and then he was just like just fine and i was like so when you see it in the movie i'm like ah <laughs> so right. we do think the same way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think there's some good stuff going on here um i like the cast a lot uh ryan reynolds in this anna is just along uh, the guy from Anchorman, Luis Guzman, John Francis Daly. Like, I feel like the cast all has really good chemistry with each other. And like the whole environment, I feel like is kind of a vibe. Um, and the weirdest thing is, is that uh, John Francis Daly kind of plays like the newcomer into the restaurant, Mitch. And he has written yeah. the Horrible Bosses movies as well as Spider-Man Homecoming and Vacation. And he directed Game Night, one of the best comedies in the past like 10 years. So... I don't know what revolving doors led to that situation, but, you know, God bless that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I looked back, like, you know, rewatching it, and I was like, oh, this guy has done a lot of things since this movie. Right. Maybe that was, like, his entryway. Like, I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, me neither. He just needed to be in the restaurant business, you know. That that was it. That was his ticket. (laughs) That's true. Is that what I need to do? I think I need to join the restaurant. I'm kidding. I never want to join the restaurant business, never. (laughs) Uh, uh, you do not want to be in there. <laughs> no, never again. Um, but I like I this, this was fine. I the weird thing about Ryan Reynolds' character in this is that his entire conflict revolves around whether he wants to sleep with this girl who's turning 18 in a week. And I was like, oh man, this is just the mid-2000s like comedy trope all over again. I'm like, come on, Reynolds, don't do this. And I mean, he is called out for it, but just not being his plot line, I felt like was really weird. Um 
but I don't know. Like, it, it, this was not unbearable. Like, I thought it was fun. You know, it, it was good. Yeah, had a good time. It was definitely in a different time period. Yeah. Um, that's how I always take it with these 2000s movies because uh, some of these ones you probably couldn't make uh, today in 2022. Right. Definitely some of the jokes would have to be changed. Oh my gosh, they made a sequel to this called Still I Waiting believe. in 2009, but it doesn't have like any of the cast except for like Luis Desmond. Yikes. Yeah, what I want to know, and I've noticed this with Ryan Reynolds movies, like there's like a couple where they make a first one with ryan reynolds then they make a sequel and don't have any of the cast of the first one like yeah. van wilder has like a couple sequels without reynolds oh my god you know waiting has a sequel i was like oh <laughs> you guys really meant a sequel of this without reynolds I'm like that's interesting What's going that's probably on why no one's heard of it <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah. um okay so moving on uh also in 2005, he had Just Friends, uh, directed by Roger Cumble. And this one, he's kind of a womanizer who kind of comes back to his hometown for Christmas and he comes face to face with the high school crush who he was friends with. Now, I was going to get to this, but I didn't. Uh, do you like Just Friends? I did. Okay. I thought it was pretty charming. I thought it was funny. I've been in some of those situations. So I was like, that's funny. <laughs> sure. It was yeah. crazy to see him like, like overweight, like in a fat suit. Because I'm always like, oh, this guy's just Deadpool. He can just do whatever he wants. Right. Yeah. And, I... and just being restricted to like, oh, I have to like be that nerdy, like this girl type of way. So that was interesting to see like him play like a different character. Okay. Well, you say play a different character, and that gets me excited. So I guess I will have to check this one out. Um. Yeah, I haven't. I, I was going to check it out. I didn't get the chance to, but I, you know, some people like it. I I don't have an opinion, unfortunately. Um, but it did pair him up with Anna Ferris again after uh, you know waiting. So mm -hmm. the fact that they were both in this like in the same year in two movies together, you're like, wow. Um, okay, and then we had Smoking Aces in 2006, where. I don't know the premise of this movie, but it looks like everybody's holding guns, which sounds cool. Um, it's directed by Joe Carnahan, the guy who did The Gray and The A-Team. Have you seen Smoking Aces? I have. Okay. What does uh, he do in that? So basically, they're in Las Vegas, and they perform like snitches on somebody. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes through about how they're going to testify against like the mob. Okay. Uh, and they bring like a whole lot of people, you know, into it. I think if you like Mississippi Grind, you might like this one. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I do like Mississippi Grind. We'll get to that one. I'm just looking at the cast in this. We got Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, Alicia Keys, Andy Garcia, Common, Teresia P. Henson, Ben Affleck, Matthew Fox, Jason Bateman, Chris Pye, and Joel Edgerton. Like, goodness gracious, this cast is stacked. I mean, I don't know if yeah. all these people were that famous in 2006, but good for them. It's, I guess. it's one of those where you go back, you're like, wow, they had a star-studded cast in this. Kind of right. like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Like, oh, man. They, you couldn't get that cast again. <laughs> okay, I have seen this next one. Uh, this was 2008. Uh, it's a rom-com called Definitely Maybe. It's directed by Adam Brooks. And this one, Ryan Reynolds, it's kind of like a How I Met Your Mother type deal where... Uh, you know, the girl wants to know how he and his mom met and so Ryan Reynolds. There's kind of three women women in his life that he's kind of interacts with, uh, played by Elizabeth Banks, Isla Fisher, and Rachel Weiss. Um, 
I think this movie's cute, actually. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I do think it gets a little confusing because uh, the story kind of flip-flops around between which girl he's going to end up with. But I don't know. As far as, like, Ryan Reynolds' skill set goes, like, I just like him in rom-coms. I think he works fine in that genre. Have you seen Definitely Maybe? I have not, but the list. I've seen, like, the trailer. It looks okay. pretty good. Um, yeah, it's cute. I mean, you know, it's a rom-com. It gets the job done. Uh, you can kind of call the ending from the moment it starts, though. But, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. as far as Ryan Reynolds go, I'm not annoyed by it, which is a good thing. Chaos Theory, have you seen that? I haven't. I have not. Okay. Uh, I think the next movie we should talk about is uh, X-Men Origins, everyone's favorite Deadpool. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it <laughs> is next on the list. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. When I saw this when I was, like, 10 years old, I was like, wow, this movie's awesome. But then, like, I watched it, like, you know, five years later, and I'm like, oh, wait, this movie's, like, actually awful. Is this the worst X-Men movie? Uh, it's up there. It's yeah. up there. You can make a case for, like, what was it, like, Days of Future Past, or one of them was, like, really bad. Apocalypse where... and Dark Phoenix are the really bad ones. That's Apocalypse. I... Yeah, Apocalypse or X-Men Origins is, it's you know, take your poison. But X-Men Apocalypse was bad. So Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in this one plays Deadpool. They really neuter him by sewing his mouth shut. Now, Deadpool, for those who don't know who Deadpool is, he's known as the Merce with the mouth. He's known for how quippy he is. And they decide to kind of silence him for the movie. And it's like, wow, good job, guys. You killed it here. I don't know. This movie's yeah. bad. Hugh Jackman's <laughs> good, and Lee Schreiber's good, but, I mean, it's it's a really bad movie. Um, however, it is funny how much Ryan Reynolds will reference this movie in, like, kind of promotional campaigns and in his newer stuff, like with Deadpool. I think he has a good sense of humor about it. Yeah, he definitely does, and you can see a few Jackman, like, Hugh Jackman will joke about it, like, if you see, go back through their, like, fake Twitter feud on Twitter... Right. They even made a campaign video saying that, like, oh, Ryan Reynolds' career just grew up on X-Men Origins Wolverine. I brought him into this right. acting field and being all successful. Yeah, exactly. I, I their feuds fun. And, I mean, I'm happy that Ryan Reynolds yeah. has moved past this, but, I mean, this movie's really bad. There's not a lot going on that I can say about it. Um, just don't watch it. Don't put yourself through the pain. Unless you do want to put yourself in the thing. Yeah, you don't need to. Unless yeah. you really like bad movies, go ahead, watch it. <laughs> right. The next one that I have right here is Adventureland. Have you seen this with Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart? I have not seen this one yet. Okay, so basically, this is like if waiting was at an amusement park. So it takes place, uh, you know, I, it, it, it's about a bunch of employees at an amusement park and kind of how they go about their day. It's not that bad. It's all right. Um, it's got good performances. Ryan Reynolds actually, weirdly enough, kind of plays the same character that he plays in Waiting. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's fine. He's not really in it that much. Uh, okay, now let's move on to a classic. Um, the Proposal. This is him and Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra Bullock is kind of this uh, book editor who is about to lose her visa. She's going to get deported. So she kind of bribes uh, her assistant, played by Ryan Reynolds, to marry her. And they kind of, you know, shenanigans ensue. He takes her back to visit his family. Uh, this movie's really fun. I actually like this movie a lot. I had never seen it before 
last week, but you know, it's a classic and I understand why it is. Do you like the proposal? Yeah, it's definitely a classic. We'll definitely agree. One of those movies that like, if you're looking for a different role, kind of like, you know, if you're not looking for like a Deadpool type movie, it's a good one for Ryan Reynolds. Same with like Just Friends, you right. know, that rom-com era. Uh, yeah. Definitely love the choice of having Sandra Bullock. And I think she did an amazing job of just kind of like forcing Ryan Reynolds to go along with this plan. I think their like, chemistry yeah, was actually like really, really great in this movie. Like they really like yeah. work off against each other quite well. Now, if they want to remake it, Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening, because I know you are listening. Mm. If you want to do redo the proposal with your wife, Blake Lively, I would gladly pay money to see that just because you guys are both very sarcastic. And I would love to see a proposal where they're just roasting each other on screen. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I actually agree with this. I, I want that as well. Because they haven't been in a movie with each other since uh, the movie that shall not be named, which will be named shortly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd, be, I'd be down for that. Give me a rom-com with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. I think that'd be delightful. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. This movie's fun. Uh Betty White is very funny in this movie. Uh, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. I love Betty White. Uh, yeah, I rewatched this one, and I'm like, oh, some of these lines did not very age well in 2022. Yeah, and there are a few lines where you're like, like, oh. uh, like um, there's one where she wanted to see, like, grandchildren before her die, like, before she died. I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoa. No. <laughs> she, uh, hopefully we got grandkids before uh, 2022. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The whole time when I was watching her character, I just felt sad inside. I'm like, oh, man, why did the guy Yeah. That was so sad. Um, but too I'm... soon. It was too soon. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, you know, Proposal is a classic. Everyone loves it. And I love it. It's good. Good movie. Um, all right. So next on the list is a movie that was very different for Ryan Reynolds. It came out in 2010. It's called Buried. This entire movie takes place inside a coffin where Ryan Reynolds is buried alive. And, you know, he has to find, uh, you know, find a way out of this claustrophobic death trap. Um, I actually think this is one of Ryan Reynolds' best performances. I think he's actually really great in this movie. Oh, 100% agree. This one really shows his full range of acting skills. And it, what's crazy, it's he doesn't have anyone else other than the person on the phone. Obviously, the person on the phone changes depending on who he's calling. But, like, you don't see anyone else in screen. He's just in the box. He's not, you know, moving around. He's just in the box. And this show, that much emotion just in one area was very impressive to me. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he's really going through it in this movie. Um, yeah. There's a lot of very intense situations. And if you're claustrophobic, I don't know if I'd recommend checking this out. However... Ryan Reynolds, fantastic in this movie. Um, this has also, like, one of the most, like, darkest endings I've ever seen. Like, you end it and you're like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good one. I'm um, surprised most more people aren't talking about it. But really great Ryan Reynolds performance here. Different from his, his other stuff. But, like, man, oh, man, he delivers completely. Um, you know, there's some dumb stuff. Every yeah, now there's, and then, uh, he's great. yeah, there's so much uh, emotion just all boxed up in a coffin. Um, I know. It's like, geez. and uh, I was like, man, I didn't realize how emotional you could get just in one, just sitting one state and just hearing like a phone call. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> definitely, 
definitely dark part of the DCU. Uh, obviously, that's probably where he got that joke. Yeah, might have been. He knows been. he's part of the DC universe. And, uh, you know, perfect transition here, because speaking of the DC universe, we have Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, second try at, you know, in putting himself on the comic book screen with Green Lantern in 2011, directed by Martin Campbell. Um, now, here's the thing. Everyone knows this movie is bad. I had never seen it before last week. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, surely this can't be that bad. Um, but no, it, it's awful. Like, goodness gracious. Here's the weird thing about it. Ryan Reynolds is actually not the problem with this movie. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. It's one of those movies, and we'll talk about the rest of them. This one is one of those movies, if Ryan Reynolds was gone, this is like cat's level bad, like a disaster, like just throw it away. I think he saves it. Him and uh, Blake Lively kind of save this movie yeah. from being a total dumpster fire. I think Green Lantern is good at the beginning. It's just the end is so incredibly bad, like just lazy writing. How to defeat the villain bugged me. It just seemed like the quality of the movie just went straight down, <laughs> like yeah. halfway through the movie. The weird thing is, there's two things I want to say about this. Number one, actually, there's three things. Number one, Blake Lively is gorgeous in this movie, um, and I, you know, there's nothing more to say. Uh, number two, I feel like this movie's tone is really weird because it wants to take itself super seriously, but Green Lantern has like a power set of like really silly. You know, like, he can create anything from the ring. So his ways to solve problems can be really creative. And I feel like the silliness of what he creates and the seriousness that the movie wants to be really clash in a not, like, in a really, really ugly way. Um, and then number three, it's just kind of boring, you know? Like, like it's just not exciting. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I don't know. Hopefully DC in the future tries Green Lantern again with them better director and better cast but i don't know man it, i this this was really yeah. bad and i understand i understand the hatred i feel the hatred i'm just waiting for uh the role to be reprised in spider-man that's, that's what true. ryan Reynolds get reprised uh in spider-man but uh no in all seriousness yeah the tone just completely like changed on itself it's like oh we got to take this super seriously greatest in the meantime, like we have to be really prepared. And you get to Ryan Reynolds stuff and how it's like kind of like a joke, more lighthearted, kind of reminds me of like Shazam. But then yeah. it's like you're trying to take Shazam meets the Dark Knight, and you're like, this does not work. <laughs> yeah. At all. <laughs> no, it was a misfire. And it's weird because this came out in between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. So I'm like, what were they trying to go yeah. for here? You know, it's just, yeah. It's not good. Um, but, I mean, it had a great cast. Like, if you look at the cast, it's pretty stacked. You got Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Mark Strong, plays Sinestro, Tim Robbins, Angela Bassett, Taika Waititi, uh, Tamara Morrison, Michael Clark Duncan, Jeffrey Rush, Glenzie Brown. Like, holy crap, they got everybody. And I guess that's where all the budget went to because the visual effects look really, really yeah. bad. The, uh, yeah. the mask, all the, the CGI. Money to the cast, a little bit more to the writing. Yeah, visual effects went downhill. I will say the only positive thing I say about Green Lantern is that it's probably his most important film from a career standpoint. You might be right. Everything after Green Lantern just got so much better. Like 
he met like Blake Lively on Green Lantern, and then he became the actual superhero he wanted, Deadpool. I think so much has changed since being in Green Lantern for Reynolds. Right. Well, we're 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 transitioning to that uh, immediately. Okay, so real quick before we get to the highlights here, um, I'm just gonna buzz through these real quick. Have you seen the change up with him and Jason Bateman? I've not seen that one yet. Yeah, me neither. I heard it was bad. Um, have you seen Safe House with him and Denzel Washington? I have seen Safe House. Okay, what can you tell me about Safe House? Is that good? It's what's funny is like even if the nine nine, they always make a joke about Safe House. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like kind of like a hitman's bodyguard type of vibe, but a little bit more serious with like Denzel. Okay, and they're in charge of looking over like protecting like a safe house, and he just finds himself on the run with like he gets like uh charged with like a crime. I don't remember quite a whole lot since it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had a voice cameo. Not a voice. Cameo, he had a cameo in Ted. Uh. He's in the Croods with Nicolas Cage. I don't know. There's not a lot to say about the Croods. I think the Croods is fine. Have you seen the Croods? Uh, it's on my list to see. Yeah. I've not seen that one. It's cute. I have, uh, I've seen Turbo. Yeah, Turbo was actually next on the list. Where do you stand on Turbo? Uh, it's all right. I don't remember a thing about this not movie. The greatest, I'm sure it's fine. Not the greatest kids movie, but, you know, it does its job. Yeah, I mean, hey, you got Ryan Reynolds you know, who and Samuel like, Jackson. What's the hate? It's snails of engines, like, you know, you can't go wrong. No, no, no. You can never go wrong. Uh, okay. So that Where you us... can go wrong is this next movie. That's right. Um, okay, we said we were out in the dark ages. I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, so we have R.I.P.D. 2013, directed by Robert Schwenke, uh, who also directed Snake Eyes, and the two bad Divergent movies. And uh, I haven't seen this because I'm afraid to watch this. What, what is it worth the hype or what is this? So R.I.P.D. Um, not you, you're no, don't see it. Okay. Uh, basically, the basically the premise is it's kind of like Men in Black. Like it's that kind of world where the cops are underground they have this whole organization that's out here to like stop monsters um basically the only difference is is that all these cops in this organization are dead and they get you know kind of brought back to life just in a different human so they don't know so they don't get recognized they don't sound like the same person so everyone just thinks they're dead and they go out and pretty much kind of like a ripoff of men in black with uh instead of will smith it's jeff bridges and uh ron reynolds mm. and kevin bacon is the uh the main villain mm. in that one like, it, I remember, oh my gosh he's a villain <laughs> i remember 13 year old me was like wow this looks awesome and then i just heard bad things about it so i never got around to watching it i mean good for ryan reynolds i guess it's it's, it's like Green Lantern or, you know, Detective Pikachu, where it's like, you like Ryan Reynolds, everything else sucks. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, and then next we have The Voices. This was in 2014, where uh, 
you know, he's a factory worker who's got to decide whether to listen to his talking cat and become a killer or follow his dog's advice to, you know, continue being a regular guy. Uh, where do you stand on the voices? This one was so interesting to me watching it uh, because he kind of goes back into that horror movie. Um, this one's a little bit more funny compared to like, you know, Amenity Horrorville. But it's kind of like American Psycho. Okay. Like he just goes on like uh, a killing spree in this movie. I, I guess it, it's a lot more like violent than what I thought the poster looks like. This looks like yeah. absurd, but also like scary. That's interesting. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the voices in this one, he plays a patient who needs medication to okay. keep him sane. And he stops taking his medication. So then he has voices. So he thinks the cat and the dog are talking to him. So like the cat is kind of leaning him towards like killing, being a bad guy, where the dog is like, you could be a good person. You can be good to society. You can be a helpful, active member. And then he goes through this movie listening to both sides, uh, which I was like, I have never seen Ryan Reynolds do this before. So it was quite a delightful film to watch. Hmm. Uh, it has, you know, Andrew Kendrick, which I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that she played a movie with Ryan Reynolds until I saw this one. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's she's with Ryan Reynolds in this, and then she's in uh, A Simple Favor with yeah. Blake Lively. So, you know, she's working across the board there. So good for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it. I heard it was good, though. Um. Okay, and then apparently he's in a movie called The Captive. I have not seen this. Have you seen The Captive? I have not. Okay. I think it's one of those indie movies that I did not get to. Okay. And so then I have seen Mississippi Grind. Yeah, that seems like that's the next one on the list. Um all right, so Mississippi Grind. I've seen this as well. So this one has uh, kind of a two player between him and Ben Mendelssohn, where Ben Mendelssohn is kind of a he's a gambler who starts uh, you know, getting lucky when Curtis, played by Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, kind of shows up to the table and they start a friendship and they're like, hey, we should go on a road trip to New Orleans. Um, and they make their way down the Mississippi River, hence Mississippi Pride. Um, I will say, Ryan Reynolds is in St. Louis at one point. And I was like, there you go. That's my boy. Um, but I, 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 I do. Count height. <laughs> that's right. Um yeah, I actually really like Mississippi Pride. I think this is one of Ryan Reynolds' best performances. I think he's very nuanced. Um, I just like the way the story goes. Like, it's it's about, you know, obviously it's about, like, gambling addiction, how that can, like, you know, kind of send you down this dark spiral. But I, I thought, I, I was just impressed by both the two lead performances. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, definitely agree. Was very shocked of how great the performance is. I would put this up there with, like, 21, you know, rounders, those top. Mm-hmm. you know gambling movies that take place in casinos uh yeah. where would you rank this one compared to like you know oceans uh rounders i feel like you'd be up there for sure movies like that it's not much it's like more of like kind of this character study than like i don't know look how cool they are at gambling um but it's definitely up there i thought well you know just the way the way it allowed these characters kind of like work off each other i'm a big sucker for like road trip movies and this kind of gave me that in that regard so um but yeah. i don't know i like it and i ben mendelson i actually i think he's like one of the most underrated actors working today i like him a lot uh but 
Yeah, this might I this might be my favorite Ryan Reynolds performance. This or Barry. But I mean he's he's great in this. All right, so that takes us to arguably the high point of Ryan Reynolds' career. Um Deadpool, 2016, directed by Tim Miller. Uh you know, we finally got him on the big screen done correctly at this point. Um and this I feel like this was also the movie that kind of ushered in this new wave of R-rated superhero movies into the mainstream. Because because of this, we got, like, you know, Logan and Birds of Prey and Joker and, like, all these. It showed that R-rated superhero movies can still make money in this day and age. Where do you stand on Deadpool? I absolutely love this movie. One of my favorite superhero movies. Huge fan of Deadpool. They did everything perfect. It was everything and more what I expected it to be. Uh, I was a little worried going in just because it's like, oh, everyone's hyping this up. Like, oh, Ryan Reynolds will finally get it right. You know, you, you have Green Lantern sitting in the back of your head. You have, you know, Wolverine Origin sitting in the back of your head. And you're like, great, here we go again. But uh, this one is the third time's the charm. That's Definitely right. took it, ran away with it. Um. Everything about this movie I thought was like just perfect. Perfect Valentine's Day movie. You yeah, know, you're not wrong. You're looking there's something to watch, like like on the 14th, Deadpool, the greatest love story ever. Just like uh how Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This one's a Valentine's Day movie. But this time they acknowledged it and even campaigned for it to be a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, I don't want to hear the arguments. Greatest uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day movie ever. <laughs> no <Yeah>. cap. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, Deadpool, Deadpool it, it, it's pretty impressive knowing kind of what this movie did and like kind of the knockout success that it had, especially in, you know, a time where we are kind of getting overrun with superhero movies. The fact that we have one that's able to like call out other superhero movies on their crap. Um, there's a lot of very amusing jokes that they make in this movie. Um and I actually, I think the action's kind of so-so. However, there's a really great action scene where Deadpool's on a bridge and he's got like 14 bullets uh, in order to take out a bunch of, you know, mercenaries that are after him. And every time he fires uh, a shot, kind of, you know, the, the, I don't know, whatever, the shell kind of comes around you see the number on the shell when he's shooting things. And I thought that was a really cool action scene. Um, yeah, I feel like most people like Deadpool. It's hard not to enjoy Um what Ryan Reynolds was doing with that. And I feel like this kind of like restarted yeah. his career. You know what I mean? Like this kind of gave him the push that he needed to enter the mainstream after this. Definitely gave him that jump start in his career. Cause like he had some big movies before, but then he also had some like really bad ones. And it's finally good to see a good one that the general public, you know, really likes and really embraced. Um, because Green Lantern obviously was not, it uh x-men origins i think people liked him but then didn't like how their character is uh you know but then deadpool is exactly why you should listen to people because people (laughs) are like ryan reynolds has to be deadpool (laughs) i love the cast in deadpool i love how ryan reynolds will make fun of his past career like he you know and deadpool he's like don't make the suit animated or green, yeah. you know, roasting Green Lantern. You know, he has a figurine of his character, Deadpool in X-Men Origins. Like, right. this was probably the worst orientation of it. 
I just think, uh, you know, I'm glad he has a great sense of humor about it, and he continues like the fourth wall and break, you know, roast his own movies or roast everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's hard not to argue against Deadpool. Um, it, it's a pretty, you know, you can't deny kind of the cultural impact that it had, which is crazy. Um, but you know, hey, God bless him. He got what he wanted to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, can't argue with it. Um, okay, so the next one we have, I have on the list. Okay, he was in Selfless with Ben Kingsley, but I haven't seen that. And then apparently he's in a movie with Kevin Costner called Criminal, but I haven't seen that either. Have you seen either of those two? Uh, I have not. Okay. Um, now I have seen uh, Life in 2017. Uh, this is basically kind of an alien ripoff, but uh, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, and Ryan Reynolds. Have you seen this one? I have. Yeah. I saw this one in theaters. There's not a lot to uh, say about Ryan Reynolds in this movie because he dies in the first, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I know. Uh, just like in Deadpool. Um, so, Life, I thought, was kind of a tease of how they marketed it with, like, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal. I was expecting more Ryan Reynolds, but I do like how they kind of killed him off earlier and let Jake Gyllenhaal kind of take the spotlight for once. Um, I did like the, you know, differences between this and Alien. I think mm-hmm. Alien's a better film. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I enjoyed this. I liked how it ended. Uh, kind of with that dark kind of maybe lead up to a sequel, but it's good enough to where you don't need a sequel type of ending. Not to ruin it for people if you're going to watch it um but yeah no i i definitely it's one of those space movies where it's like it could be really good or it could be really bad and i think they actually nailed that one unlike yeah. some of the other ones from like blimp house right really like those pg-13 like really did you really have to make that <laughs> yeah the other thing about this one is it's actually pretty violent um and ryan reynolds death in this movie is actually quite disturbing um but it does a good job to, you know set up the threat if you kill off like one of your lead actors in the first 10 minutes you know it sells the danger of the movie it's not bad you know it's, it's fine um good ending though i completely agree the ending is great hmm. uh and then we have the hitman's bodyguard um, you know, the turbo reunion that we all asked for with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Yep. <laughs> um, and you know, it's Ryan Reynolds is this bodyguard and Samuel Jackson's the hitman, and Ryan Reynolds has got to take care of Samuel Jackson. Um, where do you stand on Hitman's bodyguard? I really liked it. I thought it was funny to see Samuel Jackson, because we always see him in Marvel movies being the guy who's in control of everything. He doesn't need protecting, he's protecting others to get paired with Ryan Reynolds, the sarcastic guy who's in charge of protecting him. I thought it was really funny to see the chemistry and how the two characters interacted of, yeah, I need to protect you. I don't like your protection, but I, you know, Ryan Reynolds is too stubborn to lose the job, has to get back to this higher rank. So I yeah. thought that was very interesting to see the feud between Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think the chemistry between them completely sells the movie. Um, you know, both of them have have a lot of really fun kind of quips at each other. I think my favorite line in the movie is when Ryan Reynolds is talking to some guy about Samuel Jackson. He's like, he single-handedly ruined the word motherfucker. And I'm like, that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the greatest line I think I've ever heard. Is 
Yeah. Single-handedly I mean, just calling them out. Yeah. Like, that stuff's all fun. There's some pretty solid action sequences in this, too. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it's a, you know, you're kind of stereotypical buddy comedy, but the lead, the chemistry between the two leads sells it. I also really love the scene where he's sitting at a stand ordering, like, a drink, and then behind him, Samuel L. Jackson's just destroying, like, <laughs> cars and stuff. Right. And he's just sitting there going through his career. I was like, I was up here. Now I'm down here and I'm trying to get back up here. But I have to protect this fool. Right. <laughs> you just see a car flip. <laughs> yeah. There's some entertaining moments um, to be found. And I know, I, I think most people enjoy. Uh, I, I, I just remember seeing it in a theater and everyone was having a great time with it. So I'm sure most people enjoy it. I think it's fine. But, you know, as far as like a chemistry between two actors go, these two have a really great chemistry um all right so this takes us to 2018 with the sequel to deadpool deadpool 2 different director this time david leach the guy who did atomic blonde worked on the john wick movies um here's my hot take i like deadpool 2 more than the first one how do you feel about that <laughs> i actually agree with that hot take yeah I stand on that hot take with you if you want to tweet at us we'll, we'll respond i will say deadpool 2 is better than deadpool 1 not to say deadpool 1's bad by any means i just think after a first movie that was that good to come out and make a movie that funny and that action packs um especially if that cast and all those cameos you know really come out then i'm like oh so they really care about deadpool I'm glad to see that Ryan Reynolds finally has a franchise that the, everyone's in on it. Yeah, I um, think I I like um, they they bring in uh, Cable into this movie as kind of an antagonist, uh, kind of quasi antagonist for Deadpool to play off of. And I just think having a straight man to Deadpool uh, to kind of have Deadpool play off of is just a brilliant idea because the entire time Josh Berlin looks like he's sick of Deadpool's shit in the whole movie. And it's just so delightful um, to watch. And I actually think like the the plot of the movie is actually kind of interesting because Deadpool has to like solve a problem without killing anybody. And I find that so interesting that this mercenary who does nothing better than killing people has to like solve the problem without killing anybody. And I, I find yeah. that really fascinating. Um, and I find it ironic that he has a whole X-Force dedicated to not killing people and then he ends up this whole team just gets slaughtered. Yeah, that's the best scene in the movie. Seconds that <laughs> the entire he doesn't kill anyone campaign. except his own teammate. <laughs> right. The entire marketing campaign for the whole movie was like based around, oh, look, Deadpool's going to start up X-Force. And the whole thing was just a troll because they show up and they just die immediately. It's the whole uh, family movie uh, set up, and that's how it was marketed with this X-Force. And then just having them all die with a span of like what ten minutes, five minutes. Incredible. Most of them died like thirty seconds in. I'm like, this is incredible. It's so um, funny. Especially the uh, Brad Pitt cameo. Yes. Was the greatest thing ever to watch. Yeah. And the story behind it of how they got it on it was just incredible. Uh, they were just like walking on one of the saw brad pitt and it was like hey you want to be in this movie and he just all he knew was uh some starbucks some just coffee and uh he comes in and just dies for five seconds greatest cameo ever it only took like uh, two seconds and that's all he needed 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, he's great in that movie. The other thing I like about this one, too, is, like, I feel like there's a genuine push at, like, emotion. Like, there's an actually heavy emotional quality to this movie. Um, because the entire time, the meta context in this movie involves, like, Deadpool's pissed at Wolverine because of Logan. Spoiler for Logan. He dies. And Deadpool's like, motherfucker, that guy died in his own movie. Um, <laughs> I need to die in my own movie. <laughs> And actually, like, the way, uh, obviously, he doesn't die, but, like, they kind of send this fake-out death for him that's actually, like, pretty emotional. And it's really funny because in the background, they're playing the score to Logan when Logan's dying. And they're playing that over Deadpool's death. And it's the funniest thing. Um, Just a really, like, clever joke that they had there. Uh, And then, obviously, the end credit scene where Deadpool kind of goes back in time and he's fixing all these mistakes, including shooting uh, the X-Men Origins Wolverine Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds himself for choosing the Green Lantern script. It's incredible stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I was dying laughing when I saw that. I'm like, yes, they finally fixed it. He just shoots... (laughs) That old Deadpool shoots Ron, shoots himself so he doesn't do Green Lantern. Right. And uh, I just love Ron Reynolds in this movie and how he just roasts his own career um, like that. Because not a whole many people will willingly come out and say, like, a movie's bad. Like, you know, you see these talk shows where they ask, like, what's your worst movie? And they sit there and they just don't want to answer it. Right. I'm glad Ryan Reynolds finally was like, you know what? Yeah, this one, this is it. <laughs> Let me make fun of myself. Let me fix the problem. This is the worst movie I've ever. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate uh, what he's doing with it. And, and then I definitely enjoyed that they made a super duper cut of this movie. Yeah, it's with not... like different jokes, right? Yeah, if you've not seen the super duper cut, basically they made a non-rated movie. And they changed a couple scenes, added a couple more jokes um, in that one. I think it's the best version of Deadpool 2 is the super duper cut. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then the funniest thing I've ever thought, never would I see the day where they made a PG-13 Deadpool um, once upon a time a Deadpool. Like, oh, right. Yeah. It was like the PG-13 um, cut to like raise money to the cancer, right? PG-13 movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great cause thought that was really cool of Ryan Reynolds to be like, I'm only going to do this for if it goes to cancer research. I was like, this guy's just amazing. Yeah. Good so, on That's cute. Have you seen Have you seen that the PG-13 one yet? No, I was going to see it back when it came out, but then I think it was just busy with like a bunch of other movies coming out. But I heard it. I heard Understandable. It, doesn't he kidnap like Fred Savage and like reenact the Princess yes. Bride? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like the, the first you know minute is just him kidnapping Fred Savage, and then it opens up with him reading a the Deadpool two story to him That's while he's funny. sitting there in pajamas. That's and in the funny. commercials for advertising were just top notch of Fred Savage just roasting Canada and <laughs> Nickelback, and Deadpool is like, no, Nickelback is one of the greatest bands ever. And then shows all these Canada facts, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> there you, you go. Tell him. <laughs> you Adam tell him, Ryan Reynolds. Um. Okay. So then that pushes him into uh, Detective Pikachu, where he voiced Pikachu. Have you seen Detective Pikachu? I did. That was yeah. see that one in theaters. Yeah, I don't like this movie. 
Um, I think that Ryan Reynolds kind of felt miscast. I feel like it should have been Danny DeVito, but that's just my personal opinion. Where do you stand on Tony Patriot? That's a, that's an interesting take to get Danny DeVito in this Pikachu. Yeah. Um, I think that would that definitely just be for adults <laughs> understanding that one. Yeah. Uh, Detective Pikachu, as a fan of Pokemon, like the old games and just being used to bad dialogue, like these very cheesy jokes, um, I thought it was a okay movie. Yeah, because I like Brian Reynolds, but it definitely has its issues, and I can see where it's like if you don't like this movie, I completely agree with your take. Uh, the dialogue is bad, and some of the actors just kind of seem awkward in it. Yeah, like I don't know if that was just a on purpose try to be like the game, or if they were just really that awkward with such like the young like a younger cast. Because I think like most of it, it's all like teenagers. Yeah, for like a couple adults. Yeah, yeah. Just like, are they just not? Are they just awkward because that's the character, or are they really just kind of awkward? Right. Scene. I will say, I don't feel like they were fully grasped on the concept for that. Yeah, I will say, there's a funny moment where Ryan Reynolds sings the actual Pokemon theme. I thought that was pretty amusing. Um, But I will say, this has one of the most unintentionally hilarious third acts. In I've seen in quite some time where, you know, the whole thing's revolving around a mystery of like, oh, you know, my dad disappeared. Pikachu, you got to help me find him. And then it's revealed that Pikachu was the dad and that he got turned into Pikachu by Mewtwo, who can somehow turn people into Pokemon. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of ridiculous. Um, but I'm just saying, if it was Danny DeVito and at the end of the movie, you know, he turns back into his human self, and it's just Danny DeVito. That would have been hilarious. He would have been like, "Give me your kid." It would have been. 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 I don't know. Yeah, it definitely would have been hilarious. Uh, to go back to a movie, um, R.I.P.D. I think it would have been really funny if you if you know this one. It's engine into like an old Chinese guy, so I think it would have been really funny at the end. Because they have him change characters. If they would have just been Hugh Jackman that or been Jake Gyllenhaal, and then he froze a and then froze like a huge fit, like that would have been hilarious. I think they missed a golden opportunity. Yeah, I same agree. with uh, having Danny DeVito as Pikachu. <laughs> right, that would have exactly. been hilarious. <laughs> exactly. These are revolving door moments. I need these to happen. Uh, maybe in the other timeline. Okay. Uh, he has a cameo in Hobbs and Shaw. Not a lot to say about it. He's funny in the movie. Um. And then he's in the Michael Bay movie, Six Underground. Have you seen this? I did. Yeah, I really did not enjoy Six Underground. And I don't know if that's necessarily Ryan Reynolds' fault, although he's not helping. But I just found this movie way too long and obnoxious. But that's my personal opinion. Where do you stand on it? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think it's funny. Uh, it's too long, though. It, the story, I thought, it was really good. And then it kind of just fades and just kind of draws out. And I'm just, like, not completely sold on where it's going. Like, especially, like, the end. I'm like, oh, you went that route? Like, you could have made it, like, a lot better. But I did enjoy, you know, seeing him being that sarcastic cop at the beginning with, like, the driving scenes. Like, I thought some of the driving scenes were really impressive. Yeah. But, yeah, to your point, too long. I don't I don't need it that long of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's my opinion. 
I don't know. Like, there's some okay stuff in there. Uh, you know, there's some surprise deaths here and there that I didn't see coming. Um, and there's a, you know, the end of the movie involves like magnets and stuff being thrown around, which is kind of interesting. But I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Um, and then it leaves us into the finale here of uh, the three movies that he had in 2021, because I'm not counting the Croods because we didn't see it. Um, so we have the sequel yeah. to The Hitman's Bodyguard called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, where uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson return, but it's when Salma Hayek this time. Um, where do you stand on Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? Did you see it? I did. I own it. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I th- I think it was good. You know, it's not quite like that Deadpool two sequel. Yeah. Greatness, but it wasn't like bad. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I- it's like on par with like the first one, where it's like it's good. I think it's funny. I had some moments. Um, you could argue like the first one's better. Um, but you know it's definitely definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, this didn't do it for me. Um, I don't know why. I was kind of in a bad mood before I saw this, and this just made my mood worse. Um, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I think Salma Hayek like very clearly wins the movie. Um, she's having the time of her life, and every time she's on screen, it seems like she's having a good time. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was entirely necessary. I thought the villain was very weak. There is an amusing uh, kind of supporting performance from Morgan Freeman and the way they incorporate that into the movie is actually quite entertaining. But I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. And I hope they don't make a third, but I think they might. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Who knows? They might need to round out the trilogy. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll take more Ryan Reynolds. I know you will. Um, (laughs) That that takes us into my favorite movie ever, uh, Free Guy. Uh, directed by Sean Levy, which is basically the Truman Show, but with Ryan Reynolds, and he realizes that he's an NPC in a video game. Uh, when do you say about Free Guy? Love Free Guy. Yeah, it's definitely up there on one of my favorite uh, Ryan Reynolds movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a video game designer, so I really appreciated all the video game references, and they made yeah. some like you know quick jokes if you you know. For people who play video games or design, like they made a couple like really quick jokes that I really thought was funny, and I loved how uh, they had this loop, and then the guy broke the loop, and I'm like, that's kind of funny. How he now is getting his own personality and can control everything after breaking that NPC cycle. Yeah. I was with this for the first half, and then the second half lost me so far that I uh, just kind of lost my soul. Um, I This is one of those where if you like Ryan Reynolds, you'll have a good time of it. But if you don't like kind of the Ryan Reynolds thing, you're going to have a miserable time. So it's kind of me for most of the movie. And then the end just really didn't do anything for me. Um, for some reason, there's some like Star Wars and Marvel uh, fan service. I just found completely out of place. I don't understand why they were there, but I don't know. Like Jodie Comer plays the female lead and everything they do with her, I found entertaining. Um, and there's some interesting ideas going on there, but I don't know. It, it didn't do anything for me, but I think I'm in the minority. I think most people enjoy Free Guy. So don't let me ruin your fun. Check it out. It'll be out on like Hulu or Disney yeah. pretty soon. So Yeah. One of those streaming services, uh, all the 50 billion new ones that have just been created, uh, we'll probably have it. 
Right. Yeah, I definitely loved the on the opposite take of all those cameos. I thought it was really funny to bring in like you know the Captain America shield, Thanos, like lightsaber, and you have all these different cameos within this you know thirty second span. Especially seeing Chris Evans react to someone fun. else using the shield. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. I was funny. like, <laughs> um. And then, okay, so here's here's my other question that I kind of want to pitch toward you real quick. So at the end of the movie, spoilers for Free Guy, I guess, but it's not really a spoiler because they show it in the trailer. But uh, kind of the main antagonist that Ryan Reynolds has to fight is like this super jacked buff version of Ryan Reynolds. Do you think that was supposed to be Hugh Jackman? Like, do you think they wanted you know, Hugh Jackman to be Dune? I think they probably did. I, I feel I like they wanted that to happen. Ryan Reynolds. I guarantee if you asked Ryan Reynolds, he would have said yes. Or yeah. had Jake Gyllenhaal. I right. think they really wanted Hugh Jackman and just couldn't pull it out. So they have like X-Men references instead. But I think I think they wanted I think they wanted Hugh Jackman to be it. Yeah, I was <laughs> so just like, this is a little him. weird. Like, I don't I wonder what kind of happened to lead to this, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's free guy, some of it, some don't. That's fine. And then that gets us to kind of his most recent movie. Uh, Red Notice, where, you know, he finally teams up with The Rock and Gal Gadot, and The Rock is like an FBI profiler who wants to catch the world's most dangerous art thief. So in doing that, he enlists another thief played by Ryan Reynolds. And it's like a buddy movie with them. Um, what did you think of Red Notice? I was kind of surprised that uh, they had Ryan Reynolds as, like, the thief to help them. Yeah. At first, I thought it'd be kind of funny if he was just a straight-up villain. And yeah. just sarcastically got away each time or something. Yeah, I'd be, I'd I, like I actually enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of interesting to see The Rock try to take his career with these buddy cop movies. He's slowly like improving. Like I think he's slowly becoming like a better actor. Um, uh, this is a probably a hot take when it comes to WWE. Uh. Wrestlers becoming actors. I think John Cena is actually the best one mm. than The Rock than uh, David Bautista. I mean, I don't know. Because I think I've just seen so many Rock movies where it's like, here's the same character. I'm really buff and strong. And then I'm going to have like a short guy uh, be the comic <laughs> relief at yeah, Kevin Hart. Um <laughs> And it's just like, all right, now he's just being into like cop movies, and then this like some comedies like Jumanji, where it's like he's still gonna be that big buff guy, but now it's a little different. Now he's in a video game, or like right. the big buff guy, but now he's a cop. Well, I think John Cena is a lot funnier with like blockers, you know, stuff like that, Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. I actually agree with that. I I, so, I agree with that. I'm uh, gonna stand on that hot take. As you should. Um, I hated Red Notice. I didn't like it. Um, I just thought this was I, Ryan Reynolds. I feel like he was a little too quippy in this movie. I know people love the quips, and that's fine. But I just thought he couldn't like. I just wish he shut up for like. 70% of the movie's runtime. <laughs> and the only time when the movie gets interesting is in the last five minutes. But even then, I was like, thank God it's over. Um, but apparently they're making like a trilogy of these movies. So I guess I'm just here for more of it. Uh, 
you know, but I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, amusing uh, Ed Sheeran cameo, I will say that. Um, yeah. But, you know, so that's pretty much kind of where we're at with Ryan Reynolds as far as his career goes. Where, I, I'll leave you with this, like, where do you want his career to go from here? Is there any, like, projects that you want him to take or movies that you want to see him in? Um, I, w- I haven't kept track of everything he's upcoming. Like, I know he's in a movie with John Kanzowski's movie. Yeah. Like, What If, I think it's, or it's just called If. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see him go back to a role similar to Like, I really enjoyed that. I would like to see him go away just from that, like, sarcastic, you know, quirky guy to just, you know, something a little bit more serious. I'll always take more Deadpool type. I feel like I want, um, I, I well, I would like Deadpool three, and I want it uh, rated. Disney, and you just you know Deadpool three is happening, and it's rated off. This time, I'll have the money to get more of the X Men, so the house isn't so empty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I want Deadpool three, and then I don't know. I feel like I just. I, I, we had three Ryan Reynolds movies last year where his character was basically the same in all of them. And I just want just something different. That's all I want. Whether it's kind of a more kind of nuanced performance like Mississippi Brine or whether it's, you know, kind of something out of his, like out of his wheelhouse, like buried. Like I want something different. I know people love the quip machine and I know that's fine, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's not too much to ask for a little variety here and there. But it's like we get another Barry movie. You know, something like that along those lines. Um, you would appreciate the comedy more just because I'm like, oh, you can see, you know, a different change of pace. You know, it's not just this. You can do other stuff. Um, right. I think it, I would really want a movie with uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, we need that, that at this happen. point. Yeah, I agree. Can, can we get a movie where it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, just get the whole friendship in on a movie? I'd be like, so down for that. that happen? So, I feel like we got to make that happen. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Because I feel like that would just be the greatest thing ever. Right. Just give it to me. Inject it in my veins. It would make $2 billion. Yeah, still listening, Ryan Reynolds, make that happen. Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal. I know you're all into it. You're all best friends. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Well, all right. So I will say I appreciate this intervention. I've learned to appreciate some of kind of Ryan's more capabilities, um, especially from like kind of the earlier stuff. Uh, And, you know, it's nice to see like some of the classics like Proposal and all that stuff. So I feel like I have a more nuanced kind of view on him now. I just need him to stay away from the quip stuff for a little bit. But I know he's got an audience for it. So. I'm not the right guy to be preaching here, but you know, I appreciate you putting me through this is all I have to say. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I had to put you for the gauntlet, right? Get you out of your comfort zone, like Ron Reynolds. So I do have a question for you. Yeah. After but, watching more of his career, we've, we've covered pretty much his whole filmography. We've pretty much seen everything outside like a couple. Yeah. What would you say his worst movie is and what was his best movie? Okay. All right. That's a great question. I think his worst movie is Green Lantern. Yeah, I, I would say Red Notice, but Green Lantern like was boring. And at least Red Notice, like it's an entertaining enough movie if you want to like turn your mind off for a few hours. So worst movie is Green Lantern. His best movie, 
uh, either Deadpool 2 or Mississippi Pride, just to show like the dynamic side of him when he can be like working on all cylinders and when he can be like more dramatic. That's probably what I'd say. What about you? Uh, uh, definitely his best movie is Deadpool 2. I do think he just takes it up a notch and not just the perfect role. I think that's one of those this role is just perfect for you. Like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I can't see anyone else playing that right. any better. Um, definitely think his worst movie is probably either R.I.P.D. or Green Lantern. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't want to watch R.I.P.D. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I'm like, I, I can skip it. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, at Universal, it's at least better than Cats. There you go. Yeah, not don't, much. Don't hurt us. Um, you know. <laughs> I, I think you. it's funny with Universal. It's like they give us great movies, like Jurassic Park, and then you get really garbage movies, like Cats. <laughs> and it's just crazy to see a studio. You know, you watch Cats, you're like, how does the studio make anything good? And then you watch these other movies, and you're like, how can they make something so bad? And it just so interesting to watch this total dynamic of one studio go from greatness to the biggest box office failure you ever see. Right, exactly. Yeah, thanks Universal. You guys are the best. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Johnny, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. I always appreciate it. I always glad to be on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll do it for this episode. Uh, we are found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Be sure to listen anywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, yeah, we release episodes weekly, and we will see you guys next week. See you later.